Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From Learfield in the south end zone of Kyle Field, this is Studio 12. And the fight, Texas Aggies. On the Texas A&M Sports Network, this is Studio 12. Studio 12, Friday, south end zone of Kyle Field. We're taking you into the weekend, and it's a busy one. Just across Wellborn Road on the West Campus over at Reed Arena. A&M men's basketball Saturday, A&M women's basketball on Sunday. Will Johnson... With Andrew Monaco, look who's come crawling back after sleeping in on Wednesday. Apparently, I just woke up. Yeah, <laughs> according to you two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're glad you did. You're glad you made the time. <laughs> you had reason to sleep in on Wednesday, though, because you had a really good, but late Tuesday. But Dr. John Thornton and I, we you know we celebrated a little longer. That's just the way it is. You need to <laughs> after that. It's a good win. I mean, you hit a, a three-pointer with one second to go to win on the road to um, start SEC play. Yeah. You gotta have some appreciation and celebration for that. Absolutely, can't last too long because it's just the first <laughs> SEC game. <laughs> no, it's just, yeah. we were we were joking with one another. It's like, ah, oh, this was fun. And you know how we always relive games after after a game. We keep we keep talking about it. And John and I looked at one another. And go, now you just have to go do it again. <laughs> right? Seventeen more times. That's exactly Seven, right. That's it. That's all you got. That's do. exactly right. <laughs> but what a start! What a way to get started. Yeah, it was so interesting because uh, after the game, I was looking at. And I gave him credit. We don't always do this on the show. We gave Evan Roberts some credit. Mm. Uh, his game notes, it was the first time A&M, as a member of the SEC, won its opening road conference game. Hadn't done that as a member of the league. And I think that just shows you how hard it is to do, to win on the road in league play. And I think there's some joy and relief from that game because I was so relieved that Marcus Williams hit the shot because it would have hurt so bad to fall in that one when you had had the advantage for so much. Yeah, I mean, this team was up 17 on the road Mm -hmm. in the second half. They're up 18 on the road towards the end of the first half. Mm -hmm. That's that you got a glimpse of what they do really well. You you turn it over. You're going to pay. It's that simple. You're 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 going to do that. So, just that little segment. If the Aggies play in that broken floor, and this is what John Thornton always likes to bring up, they will run with one another. You know you're going to get rewarded for running the floor with these point guards once you turn the ball over. You also saw that you know what they gave up that 17 point lead in the second half. How did that happen? They allowed Georgia to get and score in the paint. So now that's something that you have to work on because all teams in the SEC can get in the paint. They can do it in different ways. They can do it 
Some are going to pound the bigs and, and get in the paint. The paint is vital to the success for Texas A&M on offense and on defense. But at no point did you see panic. At no point did you not see the trust in one another. At no point did you not see everybody contribute. And that's what John and I were talking about afterwards. You take out anybody's performance, they don't win. Any single no. performance, they don't win from whether it was this bucket, whether it was this block shot earlier in the game, whether it was this offensive rebound. And that's the way this team is built. It's not one guy carries the rest of the team, shut him down, Aggies are done. It's very much team. And with that, Will, comes trust. I think they have trust in one another. And do you think, uh, because the Aggies can do it with so many guys, it can be a different guy each night, or a different two or three guys each night. Do you think it's headaches for opponents? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do. would think they're kind of hard to prepare I do. for. I do. Uh, look, one thing you learn throughout basketball, who's the guy at the top of the scouting report? For A&M, would it not be Quentin Jackson? Right? He's coming in, leading scorer, had just come off 31 against Central Arkansas. He's at the top of that scouting report. Obviously a Boots Radford because of his experience. Now, you adjust to that in that role. Sometimes you're in that, sometimes you're not. And the better you play, now your name rises on that scouting report. It was something that Buzz talked about after, after, after Tuesday. But to me, the danger becomes for the, for the opposition. That scouting report, you may not be at the top, but this guy in the middle is going to hurt you. And mm-hmm. this guy, this is, this is what I've always liked about Quentin coming off the bench. Who matches him off the other team's bench? Mm-hmm. It's a hard match. Now, Boots Radford, with the experience, is going to draw, go to Andre Gordon. You know that Andre Gordon is going to pick up the best guard for the other team. That's what he's going to do defensively. He's owned that. He, he, he wants that. Two, t- two things to your point. Who do we stop? You, you, we're going to put our best defender on whom? Now you're putting your second, third, fourth best defender on someone who can score for A&M. Mismatch A&M. And that's what Boots Radford did in that game. Bad defender on him. Boots made him pay by getting to the hoop twice in a row. He identified the mismatch, took advantage of it. The other thing is, Will, these teams have not seen the defense that Texas A&M plays. Oh, yeah. You get a look at it, but you don't always, until you experience it. It's something you haven't seen throughout your non-conference, things like that. The other, I'm going to flip it now. I'm not sure, and I'll, and I'll ask them um, before tomorrow's game, the speed of an Aaron Cook, the speed of a Cario Oquendo to be able to get to the hoop. Remember what Dave always tells us in football? You don't know speed until he's running by you, and then you realize how fast <laughs> it is, right? We always joke with Devon A. Chain. Don't know he can't be that late. fast, right? He can't be that fast. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's past you, right? Yeah. You have to adjust to that. That's what the Aggies had to do with those guys and the, their, their experience and their speed and the speed with the basketball. But then the, but then the Aggies' opposition has to understand – and adjust to the Aggies' relentlessness, the extra pass, the one more, but also, boy, you get Marcus Williams, he turns the corner, now what's he going to do? Because he can score, or he can give you that pocket pass, because Andre Gordon's running the baseline. Q is running a baseline. Henry Coleman III might be running the baseline. You can't take away just that jump shot, because he can get to the rim, he can stop and pull up, 
or he can give you the pocket pass for an assist. You can look at that on tape until you have to guard it now. That's, that's, the, that's the thing advantage Texas A&M has, that confidence of, okay, you've stopped me. I'm giving it up because I have no problem. That's in our DNA. I have no problem making one more pass and allowing my teammate to shine because now he's going to take a shot in a spot where he wants the basketball. Yeah, so the, the Aggies, it all came together in Athens earlier this week on Tuesday night. A&M wins it 81-79 to over Georgia to get their first SEC win in their first try. You mentioned tomorrow. It's at Reed Arena. It's at noon. It's against Arkansas. Arkansas, I guess a Bit of a surprise loser. I'm surprised 0-2. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. surprised. Well, yeah, I, I meant the Vanderbilt. Oh, game, yeah. But they're 0-2, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah the, I, the Vandy getting that win at Arkansas. Yeah. Was it 16, in a, 16 home games in a row mm-hmm. they, they had won. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas. Tough tough place to win. Mm-hmm. Very tough place to win. So it's, it's what do you get with Arkansas? Are they struggling or are they the wounded animal that's just about to throw everything they have at you at Reed Arena at noon tomorrow? You have to assume the wounded animal, yes. right? Mm-hmm. You, you prepare for that. Yeah, because they've got a they've got a, a flat-out scorer in JT Note. They've got a dynamic point guard, the transfer from Miami and in, in Chris Likes. That becomes um and and he's been coming off the bench. Now who's who starts who's coming off the bench? That's kind of been uh um Juggled a little bit, but I mean, a typical Arkansas team, they play with pace. And that's what I liked about Tuesday is even when the ball went through the hoop and the Aggies were taking it out from underneath their own basket, there was still that pace. You know they can run off the rebound, but they were doing it out of the basket. You see that pace as well. But Arkansas's DNA, they don't shoot as many threes as they have in the past. I, I shouldn't say that. They're not making as many threes as they have in the past. Now, they don't have Moody any longer. Moses Moody's now in the NBA. Desi Sills has transferred. Isaiah Joe is in the NBA. But Note can score. They, the, Eric Musselman's always going to have a team that's going to play with pace. They're going to push it. They will also defend. They don't turn the ball over. For the style that they play, they really don't turn it over. But what I love about the Aggie defense is it's not a gambling defense that if they don't get that turnover, they can't defend. It's very much five on a string. But I'm with you. I I think it's wounded animal. They're going to be giving it their best. But for A&M, the collection of this is what we did on Tuesday. Now it's our first home game. But just continue to play. John Thornton says this. You be you. The Aggies just have to be them. Trust that. Play to that kind of confidence. Do what you do best. And back to your original joke. Do it 17 more times (laughs) in the conference. In some ways we're serious, but in some ways we're also, hey... To just run through 18 games. Yes, the right. we, we get that far easier said than That's to actually right. go do it. But, uh, before we go to break, you brought up something with Arkansas, and I kind of wanted to change it over to A&M. Maybe Arkansas wasn't shooting as well as as perhaps they have in the past. But over to A&M, do you think they're shooting better? Yeah. Than maybe they have in the past. Oh, way, way. Um, yeah, the ball's going through the hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember what it used to be, and I, and and I'm I'm not saying anything that Buzz hasn't hasn't told us. The object of their offense in the past was to get it on the rim, because then we get a chance at offensive rebound. Yeah, second chance points. Yeah. This this uh, this one more, and the reason why we say that is, if you turn down a shot from your spot, you're going to get questioned. 
we put you, we ran this play for you to be in this spot. And it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't have to be just one person. They're taking shots in games that they practice. This is where I want the ball. This is where I need the ball. And if it, two things always happen. Are you in your spot? And what kind of pass are you getting? You, it's hard to make a shot when you have to go down to your ankles and pick up a bad pass. Then the defense, it changes everything. That one more keeps their defense having to scramble a little bit, but you've got guys in their spots, whether it's the corner, whether it's the wing, top of the arc if it's for three, or going inside if they have to. Yeah, the ball is definitely going in. And we were saying, are they are they this good, a three-point shooting team? Well, you know what? Through 14 games, yes, they are. It's it's hard to sustain through 14 games. Right. You don't just Not a fluke. consistently shoot it well all the time. Right. Most teams don't. Right. But I think 14 games is enough of a sample size yeah. to say they're, like you said, they're a pretty good yeah. shooting team. And I, and I think it's because they're getting the ball where they want to get it. It's mm-hmm. not the defense dictating, you've got to take this shot late in the shot clock, not in a spot you want. There's that early offense that they can get, and you know your field goal percentage goes up. If you force a turnover, broken floor, and it's a dunk, that's really good for your field goal percentage. <laughs> but but <laughs> also, they're, they're very good late in the clock as well. Again, back to that no panic. They know how much time. They've got that clock in their head, and everybody trusts, okay, if we have to use 29 of the 30 seconds, then we will. But they're getting spots where they want to shoot, not where the defense is making them shoot it. All right. Studio 12 is underway on this Friday. Will and Andrew with you on the other side of the break. Matt Simon comes crawling back. He must have had a meeting or something. I think he's got one coming up. Uh, I think it might be a preempted appearance mm-hmm. for Matt Simon. Today yeah. to, you know those meetings yeah. that he has to attend to. Meetings. But he's going to crawl back here in the next segment, but he may crawl out of here early True. today. So. Yep. Air, so. air quote meeting? Air way. quote meeting, yeah. <laughs> Can't see him, but we're doing it right here inside Studio 12. And we're back in a bit on The Zone. Welcome back, Aggies, to the south end zone of Kyle Field. And, folks, College Station just got a whole lot more comfortable. Mizzen and Maine is known for making the world's best performance fabric dress shirt, but now they've got something comfortable for every hanger in your closet. Shop their workday and weekend clothing that includes pants, polos, and pullovers at MizzenandMaine.com. So, Matt Simon, here he is. He's come crawling back. Yes, he is. And during the break, he's trying to get us... Laughing and off, gonna, off task. Yeah, I'm gonna check out this performance menswear right now. You, yeah, you will. I have am I. I have a cart already filled, just waiting to hit buy. Yeah, mizzenandmain.com. Yeah, I'm gonna check this out. Pants. Please polo, continue. Polo, I don't want to stop your show. No, no, I'm kind of distracted too because yeah. I want to get to uh-huh. mizzenandmain.com. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Send me your order. Okay. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. What, oh, yeah. <laughs> check that out. But uh, we've been talking Aggie men's hoops. Uh, the women's team, they play on Sunday at Reed Arena. So you get back-to-back days of home basketball here in College Station. The men against Arkansas Saturday. The women against Florida on Sunday. And, you know, I had to, I got to ask this, though, when you think of the men's basketball game against Arkansas. Does, does John Thornton, when he arrives at the arena for an Arkansas game, does he immediately just get a little bit more heated? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a Barnhill story. You know it. But when I say that John Thornton had some knockdown bragouts <laughs> with the Razorbacks during his time at A&M, I'm not just talking about 
the playing of the game of basketball. People literally got knocked down, mm-hmm. and people, they probably tried to drag a few of them yeah. off the court. Literal yeah. knockdown yeah. drag outs. And, yes, you brought up Barnhill Arena. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, player uh, and coach. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, John probably had basketball games and boxing matches yeah. at Barnhill yeah. Arena back in the. His 70s reaction to a touch foul cracks me up because he knows when he played that was not a foul. It wasn't even close <laughs> yeah, yeah. to a foul. Yeah, uh, <laughs> different eras, baby. That's for yeah. sure. I wonder, but when it's A and M in Arkansas, he's got to. I think he's got to have a little bit of nostalgia running through. Has to. Yeah, yeah. but seriously, when we every time we go up there, um, he uh, he always talks about playing in 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 the old barn. That, that's that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just the the teams and the players he played against as well. I mean, and that was that was old Southwest Conference rivalry with that mm-hmm. basketball school. Just the players and the coaches. Just yeah, it's he he does. It's. Uh, it's, can I tell the John Thornton story here from our game against Central Arkansas? Absolutely, you okay. can. If it's a John a, Thornton story. He has a story yeah. of, against Central Arkansas. So, this guy's a legend. Well, Q goes for 31. And Dr. Thornton says, you know, he joins an exclusive club. Now, I know where John is going here. You guys know that John Thornton does not talk about himself, right? Oh, yeah. So if it's a 30-point club, we know John scored 31, right? But I was not going to say that on the air. So I, I had to drag it out when he said he scored 31. That's also an exclusive club, one that I'm in. So he, he admitted that he had 31 against Baylor. Okay. And then he met with Q, and he said, welcome to the 31-point club. And Q didn't know. But Q was thrilled to know that he, that he joined uh, John in, in that. But, you know, Dr. Thornton will not talk about himself, and I was not letting him off the hook. I made him have to. Have to brag and say that he's oh, yeah. he had a thirty point effort. Yeah, no, you well. have to definitely have to drag it out of him. <laughs> yeah. How many is in that club? I, there's thirty plus eighty eight. Yeah. Eighty eight guys. Well, eighty eight times it could have been multiple. Yes, yeah, for, for some guys. But yeah. Wow, that's a good club. That, oh, and and you're talking about well, we're over a hundred years of basketball around mm-hmm. here. So yeah. Well, since stats were kept, probably I guess in the fifties, forties, but yeah, yeah. I like that. It's a good club. That is that's a real good nice. club. Uh huh. So, but I thought you were going to say maybe he got one against Arkansas. Like that—that's a heavy effort. Oh yeah, to to, to to drag those guys up and down the floor yeah. all day and still get in the thirties. But I don't. Yeah. yeah, Arkansas in his day, it seemed like you were just trying to uh, knock a few guys out, and get to fifty, and get out of there with a win. <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of what you, when John yeah. played against yeah. the Razorbacks, <laughs> you earned every point, and you—the oh, yeah. closer you got to the basket, the more you oh, earned yeah, it. Oh yeah, it was right? going to hurt more. <laughs> That you know, the closer you are to the basket, the higher percentage. Yeah, the shot yeah. usually is. I'm not sure that rang true at Barnhill Arena in the middle. I don't think so. And <laughs> what's really interesting is is guys like John. They knew they were going to get hit. They knew it yeah. was going to be physical. And at no point was it like, man, it's it's. They were going to give it right back on the oh, other yeah. end, right? Yeah. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's that's the way you're going to call it. That's yeah. that's the way we're going to play it. It's like you became numb to it and just said, let's play. <laughs> and back then, look. Uh, Two officials could only see so much, right? It wasn't three. It wasn't like three like it is now. Which, by the way, to send me on a tangent, how come games are called better with two referees than they are with three? More focus. I think it is. You didn't rely on the other guy as much. Yeah. You had to hone in. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That's my guess. That's To me, that's college <laughs> and that's the, that's the NBA. And I think the other thing that I think is I think we've gotten away from, I'm going to call it the feel, where you had 
your veteran officials would say, and let's use John Thornton as an example. Hey, John, cut it out. You got your warning. Mm. Instead of... Instead of being graded on every single possession like referees are, I think that feel for the game, hey, cut it out. Now, if John did it again, I'm blowing the whistle. You got your warning, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're dumb if you're doing that. Same, but I think we've micromanaged even that part that we've taken some of the feel mm-hmm. out, of, out of the game. And not that, they, not that they're – I think the way it's being called has changed. Not that the officials aren't as good – because they, they see a ton. But to your point, they are such a team, but sometimes you do rely on, oh, did you see it? Mm-hmm. Where lead, slot, trail, s- certain spots on the floor you're supposed to see. Nothing bothers me more than, one, an official being out of position, or two, an official where it's not his area making a call. Other than that, but I, I've always said that, NBA and college. When it was a two-man refereeing crew, it seemed like they were. it was Better call, more efficiently called. Maybe I, I don't know what the right what the right word is there, but uh, but I could just imagine with two though. You you can't see ten people in Barnhill <laughs> under there. Man, there must have been some business being given out. There. <laughs> <laughs> it will be a topic tomorrow's broadcast. I promise yes, you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and this Arkansas game tomorrow and the women's game against Florida on Sunday, as we like to say this time of year, it is still part of your holiday. Yep. Oops, half price package. I was telling Matt on Wednesday that next year you got to hang Christmas lights all around Reed Arena, and as long as this holiday hoops is offered, you don't even take them down. No, they'll come down on like January twenty second yeah. or something yeah. like that. You know, absolutely. Keep the lights up at Reed Arena and keep the holiday hoops package coming. Man, you yeah, can catch the, uh, A&M in Arkansas in a key SEC game tomorrow <laughs> for half price, folks. Ole Miss game is also half price yes. holiday hoops. It's final one of the year, but it's a great deal. It's it's cool to see. You uh, you can really draw some more of the community out too that maybe doesn't come to a bunch of games when they have a little more free time around the holidays. It's it's fun and come out and you play well and you have fun, get you hooked. I was I was really pleased. I, I love the. I mean I know the Dallas Christian was rescheduled right and they put it in, but it was you know for a lot of fans to come in. You've got to be a basketball fan if you're coming to that game, and then they could sit as close as possible. And they really, the ones who were there really appreciate it. And I thought the crowd at Central Arkansas also good for that in-between Christmas, New Year's. They came out. Mm -hmm. And, again, I think this is a team that's going to reward you for coming out. You're going to be entertained. And then you know on Sunday, got to come out and support the women. Again, conference game. They didn't have their first home conference game because that got canceled, having to be on the road. They will absolutely enjoy the support. And that's something I wanted to ask you about, too, as someone who gets to see them every day. Just So we talked about a team who probably shoots it better than they have in the past. You know about their athleticism. I mean, they've got guys that can run and jump all over that floor. And then their intensity and effort on defense. I mean, it feels like and again, you get to see them all the time, so you can vouch for this. It's an entertaining brand. Yeah, if I you agree. go out and watch this Aggie basketball, I agree. Team. You're 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 definitely going to get rewarded. It's that combination of uh, blue collar on defense, right? Because they're going to mm-hmm. dig. They're going to be the first on the floor. Yeah. Any fifty fifty ball, they're going to be there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a big. It doesn't matter if it's a small. They're on the floor, diving for the ball. You're going to see, you know, just that that defense. You say it, that intensity, you're going to see them compete. You're going to see, look, when there's a great play on the floor, whether it's taking a charge or whether it's a dunk, please take a look at the bench. That's how you know that players, teams like one another. That joy 
for one another is something. But you're right. That combination of the intensity to be able to compete, and that's a big word. That is a big word that I don't throw around lightly. They compete. I, I just think it's a style to enjoy. And um, they, they look, they've got to earn it. I, I totally get that. You've got to earn fans coming out. But what they have done, they have embraced Reed Rowdies. They've embraced yell leaders. They have immersed themselves in this culture of A&M. Not just, it's not just basketball culture, and they're inviting you in. They want to be a part of it. So, look, if, if they're fortunate enough to win tomorrow, watch them saw it off with the fans. Yeah. It's just, to me, that's just, that's just fantastic. But you're right. I think it's an entertaining style. It really is. And then we know the ultimate goal every time they hit the floor. You're out there to win. Yep. And look, if you want to gauge it by that, there'll come a time when you get to February where you're going to start diving into these so-called bracketologists and yeah. the net and where do you rank and seeding. Now, I don't think early January is that time. No. You don't dive into that right now. No. But look, the ultimate goal is to win. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, the other thing, they're 12-2. and two, Correct. And they're 1-0 in the SEC. Yeah, so. yeah. You can't ignore that. With wins over Butler... Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Oregon State on the road. Yeah. Georgia and, and now on the road. Georgia now on the road. You, you, can't, you can't take those away. And I, you know, it's funny because sometimes we get so focused on the two in the 12-2 and two record. I like the way they reacted after each of those. They're mad. They're mad. Mm-hmm. They, they, let them, they let them get away. But they bounced back from Wisconsin and beat Butler. Almost, almost uh, came away one and two from Vegas. Yeah. At the half, and then turn that around, and I wonder if that's one of those turning points. Because, and I'm honest about this, you could you could see in this team in that second half when they knew that their style was wearing down Notre Dame, a team that wasn't deep, didn't go on their bench. They knew they had them, and that's when they put it down on the floor a little bit more. <laughs> we, <laughs> now we've got them. After TCU, they know they let one get away. They didn't they didn't play their game, and they've responded since then so again how you respond after losses how do you respond after wins you know i mean again same thing they just have to play to their identity they can't be somebody else they can only be them and that's what i think they're really learning i like too that they've uh made it through the non-conference slate with another bad loss when you start playing the really long game when you start looking at resumes uh, you know, the two losses are, are what you consider good losses. Both of those teams are top 50 RPR net teams. Um, the Aggies' chances to incur bad losses are dwindling by the day. There's a couple I'm looking right now, you know, in the SEC, Georgia, uh, Missouri would both be very bad losses. Ole Miss would not be a good a good loss, but you know, those are early in the season. You build up a little bit of momentum there, and then you start playing the long game as all of these numbers are going to start to elevate as all of these SEC teams start playing each other. Their numbers are going to start to rise. And if you're A&M, you pick up your wins where you can get them. You pick a couple off on the road as well. That resume starts to get better and better and better. Right now, if the tournament was today, the Aggies' net is 56, which means they'd be out. But they wouldn't be that far out. That's you bubble. Know. It's it's, it's out. It's on the backside of the bubble. But the point is that they, as they start to play and build up more victories, you know, this team could be in the discussion in late February, which to me is all you can ask. You've made it through the non-conference slate without a bad loss. So as a resume starts to form, you can go, well, no, yeah, no, they're, they're hanging out. Yeah. They're, you know, yeah. So they're in great shape right now. I think they're in great shape. 
We'll see how the SEC schedule plays out. You're going to suffer a bad loss, maybe two at the most. But for the most part, that means you're also going to get a couple of really nice wins. And like It all kind of balances itself out, but I always like when, when our teams can get through the non-conference slate with maybe a nice feather or two in your cap, and then you avoid those traps uh, that you don't have to worry about. You know, you pick up that... That that big win, uh, the the uh, double overtime game, uh, Abilene Christian, Abilene maybe? Christian yeah. you know, ACU is a, a pretty good team, and they're a team that's probably going to be fighting for a bid in their conference. But had you lost that game, that's one maybe that the committee right. circles. Right now they don't have to. Now now it turns into a oh well, Abilene Christian is in the tournament, uh, and they beat them as they start right. to play with the numbers. Right. Well, in Notre so, Dame, super long game. Yeah, after the Aggies beat Notre Dame. The Irish went and picked up wins over Kentucky and North Carolina. Yeah. So, yeah, there's something there to watch. Yes, there as is. As far as getting yeah. a power win yeah. if Notre Dame. Could. I think Wisconsin's also 12 and 2. They're yeah, one they, they, they not beat just, Iowa bad. Yeah, last not night, just not just the eventual champs of that Maui Invitational beating a good Houston team. And I think well, Wisconsin's off to a 3 and 1 start. In no, the I believe 10. so. I believe so. So, yeah, yeah. certainly and I, it, even, what I don't lose, it can I know they boost lost your resume as far as the net, right. even though it's a, a yeah. defeat. But see, I think so. as a team, this team also knows we were up twenty six ten on them. Right. You know what I mean? That was right. the good. The bad, you lost. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I, I told you guys before. I see Andre Gordon. He's coming back. He's with his parents. He's coming back to the hotel. They had gone out to dinner, and he starts saying, "This is what we didn't do. We've got, we've got it." Instead of oh. Uh, let's just forget about it. It's, ah, oh, man, mm-hmm. if we had done that. Like, that's why I, li- I like that reaction to the loss. Yeah. And then Butler wasn't pretty. <laughs> Look, 57-52 is gorgeous at the end. Still a win. <laughs> but, it, but, but, yep. but they found a way, and they found a way to bounce back. And in a tournament, it was the very next day where you don't have a, a ton of time. But they were able to correct those mistakes and, again, impose their defense on a, on a Butler team. And yeah. whether Butler is the same as the Butler in the past – you know Butler's a quality program because one, they're in that field. What they've done in the past, I'm with Matt. They've 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 put together some some solid wins. The other thing I love about non-conference does it get you ready for conference? Mm-hmm. Gary Blair's famous for that, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to play these games because I want to be ready for conference. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not nothing but cupcakes just to make the schedule look good. No, I want my team to be tested for when we get to the conference because I know. We're slugging it out <laughs> every mm-hmm. every single game. All right, more hoops on the other side of the break right here. Okay, so Matt had his other, air quotes, meeting. Yeah, yeah, thanks for joining us. Crawled in, crawled out. Yeah. That's all you get of Matt Simon today, folks. You're stuck with Andrew and I. Yeah. The remainder. Done. Matt's done. He's done. One segment, I'm He's done. done. I bet he went home. It's Friday. It is. Yeah. It's Friday. It's getting close to 2 o'clock. It's early afternoon. He just, I bet he just went He home. just played us. <laughs> Whole thing. You know what? Play bars and tone till 2. We're out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, if he's going to go, we're going to go. Bars and tone. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever you got to do. Louie and everybody back at the station. If Matt quits, so, we're rolling someone, out here. Someone call Feinbaum. He's got to come on early. Yeah. <laughs> see, how he, see how that goes with him. <laughs> uh, nah, we're here. We'll take you up to 2 o'clock at the top of the okay. hour. Okay, but not Matt. No, not Matt. Not Matt. Not Matt. We will crush him on Wednesday <laughs> for his absence <laughs> on the back end of this show today. <laughs> uh, discussed a lot of men's hoops, and uh, we'll switch it a little bit over to the women's here because you've got back-to-back days of home basketball at Reed Arena this weekend. Tomorrow, the Aggie men at noon take on Arkansas, and then on Sunday, 
Reed Arena, the Aggie women, back in action in SEC play on their home floor against Florida at 2 o'clock. Been a rough start to SEC play for the women. Now, you've had to go on the road to face LSU and Tennessee. That's a tall order to begin SEC play. Remember, they got a postponed game right off the bat. Mm -hmm. They were going to play on December 30th, I believe. Yes, and, uh, Vanderbilt. That would have been against Vanderbilt. Yes. So, and that would have been at home. Mm-hmm. That would have been a nice, maybe, maybe a nice way to get your feet wet in SEC play. You got that taken away. Now that game, I think a lot of you have heard. If you listen to us on Wednesday, we told you that game against Vanderbilt at home has been rescheduled for February 10th. So that's when it'll be made up. But you didn't get that game to get started in SEC play. So when the schedule changes like that, look what you got to do. You got to go to Baton Rouge and Knoxville. <laughs> to start it all off, but you drop both of them, you're back home now. You do get that first SEC home game now, and really, I, I don't pinpoint must-wins in January. I don't no, do no, that. No. I, don't, no. I don't really pinpoint any no. game as must-win. I mean, no matter who you're playing, no matter what time of year it is, you're going out to win, you know. So it's not must-win, but... The next game after Florida is at South Carolina, the number one team yeah. in the nation. Yeah, it's an important game. I'll say that it on is Sunday. It is. You want to get you want to get that mojo back. There's a reason right. why you're 25 Momentum. in the country. Yeah, yeah you want to you want to get that back. I I think it's a little more difficult than than people realize. You know, there's there's this thought I think sometimes with fans of oh man, 13 days in between games, they got a chance to rest. Correct. <laughs> but it's more than just that. Yeah, coaches don't like that. Yeah, they, they they're always worried. But look, these student athletes are so good about their off days. Usually include them taking a trip to the gym <laughs> to lift or shoot or do something. But it's that game situation. Mm-hmm. That's that's from that land. Coaches yeah. will always say that again. You're always going to build in time in December anyway for finals, things like that. So they have more time, you know, for for the uh, academics, but getting back into game now, you're 13 games, and now you've got to walk into Pete Maravich Assembly Center <laughs> and, and take on LSU mm-hmm. and then take on Tennessee. And here's what's still there. Whether it's the number 25 next to the name or the 23 or earlier this season, 17 or 14, that number attached next to Texas A&M on the scoreboard just means that target's there. But when hasn't Gary Blair and his success had a target on his team? You recruit those types of players. But it will be nice to be back home and play Florida. It's coming off a, a loss to Ole Miss. Chance to get right and then get ready. Is South Carolina... Vulnerable? Better believe it. Missouri took them down yeah. last week. You know what I mean? And then a battle with LSU. But for me, it's a chance for this team to, to get right. And to, as, as you reiterated, that momentum. Can you get it going? We talk about on the, in, on, the, on the floor in a game, shooters like to see the ball go through the hoop, right? If you could just do that. Not shooting well. Get to the line. See it go through the hoop. If the Aggies can get that win, get things right, see the ball go through the hoop, play the defense that they play, uh, punish teams off off turnovers, see that, then you get right. It's a better frame of mind. Right now they can't they can't do that. They don't have that in conference play, but on Sunday they can change it. It could be a, a complete 180, and then they have momentum going forward. But it all equates to what is – a really important weekend of basketball here at home. Saturday, the men trying to get to 2-0 in SEC play against a good Arkansas team. 
Sunday, the women trying to get their first SEC win against a very capable Florida team. Just the look and feel of some really important basketball this weekend. And on your home floor and, have we mentioned, at half price, folks. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the holiday hoops package yeah. still in play. Yeah. I, this I, is really the weekend so I think to get out fun. to Reed Arena. I think it makes it fun. It does. I really do. I, I, it's, it's nice to be able to talk about this. It's nice to carry that momentum into a weekend like this. It's fun to anticipate these matchups. And, again, these, these student-athletes have absolutely earned you know your your attention mm-hmm. <laughs> to mm-hmm. to come out and mm-hmm. to come out and 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 root for them and they and speaking about both teams they know when you're out there they oh, know oh yeah <laughs> they, they absolutely you know, know what? It. They and they appreciate too. it and they appreciate it mm-hmm. yes Man. absolutely but i i'm with you it makes it a lot of fun to to anticipate we know what the saturdays are like in the fall we can anticipate those saturdays <laughs> here we go with a saturday and a sunday here at, at Reed Arena, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's against Arkansas for sure. Yeah, that's at noon, the Aggie men against the Razorbacks, and then at 2 o'clock on Sunday, the Aggie women against the Florida Gators. Half-price holiday hoops package still in play for both of those games. Andrew and I are back in just a bit to close out this Friday edition of Studio 12. We're taking you up to the 2 o'clock hour. We're taking you up to the weekend Hope it's a good one for all of you, and we hope to see you out at Reed on back-to-back days. But we close out the show on the other side of the break, right here on The Zone. Will and Andrew back with you, about to close out this edition of Studio 12. Hope everybody has a great weekend. We hope you're at Reed Arena for Aggie men's basketball on Saturday and women's basketball on Sunday. And Wednesday was the first... Show of 2022 for us, Andrew. So we are now we have now turned the calendar. Yep, and we're looking forward to that. Just a bevy of spring sports. Here comes. Crank. You got winter sports rolling along and yep. heading toward the back half of their schedule. Then the spring sports about to crank up. We talk all the time about what the West Campus is like in late February and early March, and it's just full of excitement, full of Aggies. Great venues, great full, full of us. Us, yeah, yeah. That might be a drawback. I don't know, but either way, we're there. Yeah, either, yep. either way, we're going to be right there, whether you like it or not. But uh, you know, a lot to look forward to in 2022. And uh, before you know it, our Diamond Sports will crank up. Yeah, it is February 11th is opening day for Aggie softball out of Davis Diamond. February 18th, opening day for baseball under the direction of new head coach Jim Schlossnagel and his staff. So February 18th, opening day for Aggie baseball. and th- But it's all going to get rolling here. Mm-hmm. Tennises, golf, yeah. swimming and diving is kind of already ongoing. It's more of a, a, a winter-type sport. And then track and field will start to get been plenty of indoor meets left for track and field. But then you go outdoors at the beautiful EB Cushing Stadium. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, you can just catch so much. During the spring here at Texas A&M, and I was noticing you, you take the baseball staff, the new staff, and I, they're up in Chicago right now for yeah. the ABCA convention, the American Baseball Coaches Association convention. I think earlier this morning, uh, Nate Yeske, our pitching coach, had a big speech, and uh, they're big on social media, that staff, and I saw a picture of the uh, banquet room that Coach Yeski would speak at, and uh, it looked quite large. I think I would be a little nervous mm-hmm. <laughs> speaking in front of yeah. the amount of chairs they had set yeah. up in that room, but that just kind of goes to show you 
this staff that's in town now for Texas A&M baseball, the the Jim Schlossnagels, Nate Yeski, Nolan Kane, Michael Early. I mean, and then you take the national convention, what's going on up there in Chicago. This is a group that is so respected nationally. Yeah. And now you got them right here at Aggieland. Mm-hmm. And the excitement for the start of baseball season, yeah. it's 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 rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm excited to say we're going to have an Aggie baseball hour with Jim Schlossnagel. Yes. We mm-hmm. will have a we will have a show. We're planning on five of them uh, throughout the season. Really looking forward to those. I love the idea of one the women's clinic, and then yeah. the first pitch banquet. The alumni coming back and the former players coming, coming back. back. Yes, I, I think that's awesome. Look, I, I I really appreciate that Coach Schloss has so much um, appreciation for TCU, mm-hmm. and, and it's always going to be a part of him. But has a coach embraced A&M like he has? This has been fantastic. You know, we're at the LSU football game in Baton Rouge. He's there. The off-campus bonfire. Yeah. He was there. Yes. He he talks so often about the 12th man. I mean, yeah, he he has ingrained himself Mm -hmm. in it and embraced it as well. Yeah, I just – we saw him – at a football practice, and I asked him. He goes, "I like to watch other coaches coach." Mm-hmm. So I know that's not the only one. That's the one I saw him at. <laughs> but it's not the you know it's not the only one that he has. And I I just I'm I love that diving in. I I'm serious about this. I I think it's very similar to Jimbo coming here when he did, and that recruiting class, what Jim Schlossnagel has done for this class coming in 2022 and this season. I mean, hitting the ground running might be an understatement for yeah. what for what he has done. I mean, he has been full go. Yeah, since his arrival. And you know what? It's it's a staff also that's embraced it. It's not just mm-hmm. you know, it's not just gun for hire. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They they, they want to be here, but absolutely know what it is here mm-hmm. from having coached against, but knowing yeah. you know knowing how special this is. So yeah, I, but you know all all of the spring. I, I'm I'm with you. We say it all the time. Just. I, I want one of those wristbands like you get at carnivals and, and stuff so I could just go into each. <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a punch card, too, that uh, Absolutely. you can get some stamps yeah. on. Yep. <laughs> and then and then maybe something free comes your way. <laughs> That's right. We got ideas like crazy. Yes, right? we do. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I was talking about on Wednesday, at, uh, the the both golf programs. I mean, we've gotten to know Garrett Chadwell yes. uh, in this very room. He's come on a couple of times. Love what he's doing. In some ways, you say it's the first year for men's golf under Brian Cortan. Now, that's not a, that's not exactly right. He had the interim label uh, last year, and he's been around Aggie men's golf for quite some time. But his first year as a permanent head coach, I'm excited about what's going to go on at golf. Yeah. And then, and then always, like I say, on the West Campus, if you can get over to Davis Diamond and EB Cushing oh, Stadium, and yeah. the atmospheres and the just how beautiful. Those stadiums yeah. are. I mean, it's so easy to enjoy an afternoon. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, the Mitchell Center's right over there. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and both men's and women's yeah. tennis are starting in the yeah. top 25 and, and, so, again. And if we were talking about appreciation for seeing fans there, ab- absolutely those student-athletes, mm-hmm. and to be able to engage, maybe a little more it's personally. It's not just the venue. It's the environment. Yes, it is. The, the 12th Yes, it is. I totally yeah. agree with that. Unmatched. Yep. That's going to be so much fun. So that's uh, that's going to send us into the spring, and we're looking forward to it. Yes, sir. All right. See you tomorrow at Reed Arena. You got it, my friend. High noon, the Ags and Hogs 
on the basketball court right here in College Station. That closes us out right here on The Zone. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.